This is the 77 WABC minicast. And joining us now here is the Attorney General of the great state of Virginia, Jason Mayares. Uh, Mr. Attorney General, there have been so many headlines of late about crime in D.C., a lot of it gang related and cartel related. Talk about what you are seeing because you're right next door. Well, I mean, D.C.'s crime problem is becoming Virginia's crime problem. And, and we are seeing both how it's hurting local businesses. You're seeing right now the the uh, capitals and the wizards are, are trying to relocate to a site in Virginia that's only five miles away from where they currently play. But how they treat crime in Virginia is very different than how they, how they treat crime in D.C. And they really have had this uh, criminal first victim last mindset where it's almost like a catch and release program. The, the average arrest record somebody picked up on a homicide charge in Washington, D.C., is 11 prior arrests. 11 arrests. Right, 11 prior arrests. And so these are not people given second chances. They are repeat violent, repeat offenders. And think about it. This is one of our nation's – this is our nation's capital. We want people to be able to visit and enjoy our nation's capital. People don't feel comfortable doing that. You've seen this in New York with some of our left-wing prosecutors here as well. When you don't prosecute entire categories of crime – it is. It leads to a, a lack of quality of life in these cities. That's a huge deal. What about the gangs? Because we're seeing that, right. of course, a lot also in New York City, where there's these rival gangs, the Venezuelan gang with MS-13, right. ruthless. Well, you have seen when it has been said that every state is a border state, that is, there's so much truth. Because what has happened is, in the old days, you needed a couple things for a drug distribution. You needed acres of land, you needed good weather, and he needed a distribution of people on the ground that could distribute your narcotics. Well, what has happened with fentanyl and synthetic opioids is you don't need acres of acres of land. You don't need your poppy seeds to, to, to be able to be grown. You just need a, essentially the right precursor chemicals. They can be manufactured everywhere. They come over from China. They get them over the border. They'll manufacture them in the United States. But what has happened is the cartels have practiced this form of vertical integration um, which is just ruthless. They've wiped out a lot of our local gangs that you've seen, and they've created blood, really these these bloody gang wars about drug turf. So MS-13, um, he, there's a reason why you don't necessarily hear much about the Bloods and the Crips anymore. It's about several number of years ago that Sinaloa decided to essentially join or die and wipe them out. So it has been a horrific explosion, and then you have on the border – Enough fentanyl crosses our southern border to kill every man, woman, and child in America three times over. So you you have a chaos at the border. You have uh, you also not just have drug trafficking, you have human trafficking, which is the world's second largest criminal enterprise. That's a hundred and fifty billion dollar a year enterprise, and the average going price right now that the cartels are charging is about fifteen thousand dollars per person. They force you to work that off tragically, sometimes through sex or labor. And so it's a level of human misery and exploitation because the Biden administration lacks the will to close the border, unlike anything we've ever seen. And, the, and, and really, to put things in perspective, back during the Obama administration, Obama's uh, Homeland Security director said that the average of about 1,000 or so crossings encounters a day with the illegal immigrants, which is about thirty to 40,000 a month, he, they referred to that as a crisis. Their words, not mine. In the month of December alone, we had 300,000. So by a factor of 10, what we were dealing with under the Obama presidency, and you get a sense of why so many schools and so many schools, neighborhoods and cities are being overrun right now. 
and we don't know who's coming in. I mean, that's the other issue, too. They're the gotaways uh, mm. that are coming in, and they're coming in from all these different countries. You see the reports of the Chinese. You see the Iranians. You see the Syrians. You see, I mean, this is, it, it is an invasion. Over 200 individuals on the terrorist watch list have been apprehended at the border. So if you have an idea of how many have gotten through that we don't even know where they are, where they're living, multiply that by seven. That gives you an idea of what we have, whether they are Iranian train or Chinese train. Uh, If you look at the nationalities of who they are encountering on the border, consistently, China is one of the top five. And so this misnomer that these are just people crossing the border from, say, Mexico, that's absolutely false. They are coming over from Middle Eastern countries all over the world because they see what's happening on our border. They fly to Mexico. They can you just can go on a social media app, so many of these individuals, and they they know where to pay their mules, how to get them over the border. And then this is probably one of the most frustrating things. Of the people that are actually stopped, eighty three percent of them are given the equivalent of a traffic ticket. They give a they give a ticket that says, We will see you in court. August 15th, 2028. Yeah, by, by the way, there was one that was in uh, like 3032. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? It, it's insane. And so um, the idea that we would sit here, and this is where Americans get frustrated. We, we've always embraced the idea of legal immigration. We, we have a million legal immigrants a year that come in. They do it the right way. The way Americans are because they feel like they're being taken advantage of. There's not a country on the planet that has the, the welcoming arms of legal immigration, like my mother when she fled Cuba. She did it the right way. And then they're being told, okay, we're welcoming to these legal immigrants, but these individuals that cut in line, that break the law, you know, at a naturalization ceremony, the most powerful moment is they raise their right hand. They swear an oath of allegiance to the United States. They swear an oath that they will serve in the United States military if called upon to serve. If you've crossed the border illegally, you've never had to do any of that. You're given a piece of paper that says we'll see you in court four or five years from now. It is a dereliction of duty right now what's happening. And we just have about a minute left, yeah. uh, Mr. Attorney General. Jason Mayar is of the great state of Virginia. I want to ask you, because you are also really fighting anti-Semitism in schools. That's yeah. a huge issue. We saw, of course, the big hearing. It still persists. I mean, we're still seeing Harvard and some of these schools bringing in these speakers and others. Didn't they get the message? Uh, you know, what's amazing for me is that there was a poll that showed millennials 61% favor Hamas think Hamas was justified for the October 7th slaughter, which is mind-boggling for me. I visited Israel about a month after, month or so after the actual attack. But it goes back to our education system. I mean, Plato said the two most important questions for a civilization is who teaches the children and what do they teach them. And clearly what they are teaching them is this distorted view of history, and it's why anti-Semitism is rampant on our college campuses. Well, bravo for fighting the good fight and cracking down on them and also keeping an eye on the border. you got to come back soon. We love having you. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Virginia Attorney General Jason Mayores.